You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning, and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include a Russian spy is caught in Germany, and Philly reinstates the mask mandate as COVID-19 cases rise. Here's your national news recap for the week of August 8th. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is resigning following a bombshell sexual harassment report. The state's attorney general announced the findings of her five-month investigation into allegations from multiple women that Cuomo created a sexually hostile work environment. The report concludes the Democrat touched their intimate body parts and made unwanted advances. Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul thinks there will end up being a mask mandate for schools across New York State after she becomes governor later this month. Hochul made the comments on NBC's Today Show. Hochul says she has already spoken with teacher union leaders and parents and wants school districts to have more input than in the past. She also told the Today Show she expects to be running for a full term when she finishes out Andrew Cuomo's term. Hochul takes over for Cuomo on August 24th. The Texas Supreme Court is ruling in favor of Governor Greg Abbott and House Speaker Dade Phelan on legislator arrests. Justices issued a stay preventing a lower court's temporary restraining order from going into effect. Abbott and Phelan want House Democrats to be civilly arrested and returned to the Texas Capitol to make sure there's quorum. Democrats left the Texas Capitol last month for Washington, D.C. in protest of the elections bill they're calling voter suppression. The Senate has passed a sweeping $3.5 trillion budget blueprint laid out by Democrats. The so-called Human Infrastructure Bill covers things like expanding Medicare, paid family leave, free community college, and combating climate change. Dallas County is issuing a new mask mandate for all public schools, businesses, and county buildings. County Judge Clay Jenkins announced the order, which went into effect Thursday. Jenkins says he spoke with business owners, school superintendents, and health officials about the new face covering requirements. He says it's important to keep cases of the COVID Delta variant low. The mandate was issued a day after a district judge issued a temporary restraining order against Texas Governor Greg Abbott's mask mandate ban. New fully battery-powered electric delivery trucks are being unveiled in New York City. Organizers say the new trucks that will be deployed from the Manhattan Beer Distributors Warehouse in South Bronx and make deliveries across the city are among the first to make deliveries on the East Coast. It's all thanks to funding from the City Dot Clean Trucks program in partnership with New York State DEC. With New York Governor Andrew Cuomo resigning over sexual harassment scandal, there's a renewed effort to change the name of the bridge memorializing Mario M. Cuomo, another three-term governor, back to the Tappan Zee. Dumping the original moniker to rename the bridge for his dad has been controversial from the start. 
Andrew Cuomo pushed for it when the bridge connecting Rockland and Westchester counties was replaced in 2017. A bill to restore the name failed a year later. But now GOP Assemblyman Mike Lawler is promoting his bill to go back to the Tappan Zee, hoping enough lawmakers will view the Cuomo name as tainted. The father of a Brooklyn toddler whose son died in a dog mauling attack is facing serious criminal charges. 19-month-old Ryan Foster was mauled to death late Tuesday night by the family's Rottweiler. The child had been left alone in a Flatbush apartment with his 9- and 11-year-old brother while their dad went to work. The dog, named Buster, bit Ryan in his neck and shoulder, causing massive bleeding and death. The father, 30-year-old Vernon Foster, is charged with manslaughter, criminally negligent homicide, and acting in a manner injurious to a child. A Cedarhurst shoe store is the first in Nassau County to get a Boost Main Street recovery grant. County Executive Laura Curran presented Tassel Children's Shoes with a ceremonial $10,000 check and urged other small businesses to apply for Boost's grant. The program is for businesses, nonprofits, and schools hard hit by the coronavirus pandemic. Curran says the money can go towards a wide range of activities, including technical assistance, planning, and promotional activities. First-time claims for unemployment benefits are down. The Labor Department says initial claims fell to 375,000 last week. That's 12,000 fewer than the previous week's revised totals. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your National News. Hi, I'm Joel Vasquez, and I'm giving you the latest news in the world of politics. American troops are heading back into Afghanistan to help evacuate U.S. Embassy staff as the Taliban moves closer. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby told a briefing that 3,000 troops are coming from nearby regions. Since President Biden announced the withdrawal of U.S. troops, the Taliban have made fast advances and nearly two-thirds of the nation are now under its control. The security situation is rapidly deteriorating as the Taliban continues to overrun Afghan provinces. New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell is expected to announce new coronavirus requirements for indoor activities. Multiple reports say Cantrell will require a negative COVID test within 24 hours or proof of vaccination for people entering restaurants, bars, and Saints games. It's similar to requirements in New York City. It's believed Cantrell is issuing the vaccine requirement to avoid capacity and hours of operation limits. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is blaming the Trump administration for a surge of migrants at the Texas-Mexico border. Former President Trump slashed our international assistance to Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. Mayorkas told reporters in the Texas Rio Grande Valley the aid helped other countries address problems in their countries. It includes $48 million in economic help to Guatemala, The DHS head says more migrants are going to the U.S. because of asylum laws that have changed since President Joe Biden came into office. He adds the resurgence of the American economy plus poverty in Latin America are factors in the upstick plus rising crime in foreign countries. Mallorca's met with the southern border mayors and the country judges Thursday, plus received an operational update. 
America's white population shrank to a key mark for the first time in U.S. history. The latest U.S. Census Bureau numbers show American growth is being driven by minorities and the white population now stands at 58%, the first time that they have fallen under the 60% mark since the census was first conducted. The 2010 census showed white made up about 63% of the population. Since 2010, the Asian population grew about 35%, the Hispanic population rose 23%, and the black population grew 5.6%. President Biden says the ongoing coronavirus pandemic should not be politicized. This isn't about politics. This is about keeping our children safe. Speaking at the White House, Biden said children wearing face masks at school is about protecting kids, not politics. The Republican governors of Florida and Texas are strongly resisting face mask mandates and have threatened punitive measures. Biden praised mayors, school superintendents, school boards, and teachers who are standing up to the governors. He added, thank God we have heroes like you, and I stand with all of you. America should as well. That was your political update. I'm Joel Vasquez. I'm Victoria Baker with your international news. German authorities have arrested a British diplomat for allegedly being a Russian spy. German prosecutors say a British national who worked at the UK embassy in Berlin has been arrested for allegedly passing documents to Russian intelligence in exchange for cash. Prosecutors say the man's apartment and workplace have been searched and he's expected to face a judge later today. A heat wave sweeping across the Mediterranean may have set an all-time record in Europe. Forecasters in Italy say the city of Syracuse on the island of Sicily reached a high of nearly 49 degrees Celsius on Wednesday, or 119 degrees Fahrenheit. If verified, that would beat the Europe's all-time high temperature of 118, recorded in Athens, Greece in 1977. Temperatures in the Mediterranean have been above normal this week by at least 5 degrees Celsius because of the heat wave. Wildfires raging across the southern Europe and North Africa. Widespread areas of the southwest Japan are on a high alert against flooding after Typhoon Lupit hits record rainfall to the region. Phoebe Amos reports from Tokyo. Shimane and Hiroshima prefectures received more than the average rainfall for the month of August in just 12 hours. Authorities are warning that the risk of flooding and landslides is extremely high. Across three prefectures, the second highest alert level of four has been issued. More than 135,000 households have been given evacuation orders, affecting nearly 300,000 people. Typhoon Lupit is the ninth typhoon this year, and Japan experiences on average 25 annually. Phoebe Amoroso, Tokyo. The Prime Minister of Greece says his nation is facing a natural disaster of unprecedented proportions. As nearly 600 wildfires burn across the Mediterranean country, the fires have destroyed hundreds of homes and forced more than 60 organizations' evacuations from villages in the past few days. Extreme heats in the months of the drought are making firefighting even more difficult. Fires have scorched more than half the island of Eva, Greece's second largest. A German animal shelter wants you to swipe right. The Munich Animal Welfare Organization is putting abandoned animals on Tinder, hoping people will use the dating app to make a match with a needy cat or dog. The shelter says they've already set up several people on their first dates. Legendary Mexican singer Vincent Fernandez is on a ventilator after suffering a fall. The 81-year-old is hospitalized in an intensive 
care unit in Mexico and is listed in serious but stable conditions. On Tuesday, Ferdinand's family said he suffered a cerebral spine injury and is now recovering from surgery. Ferdinand's formally retired from the stage in 2016 but made a special appearance during the Latin Grammy Awards in 2019, appearing alongside his son and grandson. I'm Victoria Baker and that was your international news. And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. Ground has been broken for a new elementary school in Baltimore County's Rossville community. County Executive Johnny Olszewski says this is just one step in a multi-year data-driven plan to ensure the county meets the needs of all students. The $53 million project will provide more than 108,000 square feet of learning space along Ridge Road, and it's scheduled to open for the 2022-2023 school year. Bergen County, New Jersey is now extending its deadline for residents applying for rental assistance to August the 31st. The county's Emergency Rental Assistance Program portal has reopened and qualified applicants can get up to a year of rental assistance for unpaid back rent, gas, and electric utility expenses, and payments go directly to property owners and utility providers. Among the qualifications, applicants must be Bergen County primary rent payers who have experienced pandemic income loss. They must also earn less than 80% of the county's average median income, which means less than $78,500 income for a family of four. Maryland doctors are encouraging pregnant women to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Dr. Elizabeth Zajelski from Baltimore Sinai Hospital says expectant mothers have a hard time clearing the virus, which means a higher need for respiratory support. And if that is compromised, it can impact the baby's oxygen. The doctor applauds the latest CDC recommendation that women who are pregnant or planning to become pregnant get vaccinated, saying it's the safest move for both mother and child. She says she's seen many women get vaccinated during pregnancy and deliver healthy babies without any problems. Baltimore has received millions in state ARPA funding to help put city residents back to work. It's a $6.8 million grant. Mayor Brandon Scott says it'll help support occupational training for well over 100 high school graduates. Additionally, the funds will help improve the Hire Up initiative that connects job seekers with temporary positions at city agencies. Student assessment results for the 2020-2021 school year have been released. The Delaware Department of Education says that many students decided not to take state exams after federal education officials weighed the requirements for last year. But that didn't stop 71% of eligible students from taking the SAT. 41% of young people who chose to participate scored at the proficiency level on the English language arts test for grades 3 through 8, while math proficiency was at 26% statewide. From Matt Arco at NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, New Jersey recently reported another 1,697 confirmed COVID-19 cases and eight more confirmed deaths, while there were 763 coronavirus patients hospitalized statewide, the most since mid-May. The Garden State's seven-day average for a newly confirmed COVID-19 case increased to 1,354. That's more than five times higher than a month ago, as officials say the highly transmissible Delta variant continues to drive increases, especially among the unvaccinated people. The Delta variant accounted for 90% of positive tests sampled in New Jersey in the most recent four-week span available, ending July the 24th, according to state data. From the 6ABC Digital staff at 6ABC.com, Philadelphia officials announced a new mask mandate recently in an effort to combat a rise in COVID-19 cases. According to health officials, the city will require masks to be worn inside businesses unless the business requires proof of vaccination. 
To prove vaccination status, people will need to carry their vaccination card or a photo of the card. Following the announcement, the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association issued a statement saying the changes put a, quote, unfair responsibility of enforcing these new requirements on operators and their employees. Many businesses will opt to forego the hassle of asking customers their vaccination status and just put signs out front telling patrons they must mask up. I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. Hi, I'm Meg Steckler with your Rowan News. A casual observer might not see Meditation Walk, the plant-filled east-west corridor crossing the north side of campus, as a sustainability project, but they need to look just a little bit closer. Meditation Walk, which starts opposite Wilson Hall and runs past Westby, Robinson, Science and Savitz Halls to the Chamberlain Student Center, is much more than Rowan University's main pedestrian thoroughfare. Workers this summer will complete Phase 3 of the Meditation Walk renovation project, a multi-million dollar investment that was designed to not only beautify the campus, but to ease stormwater runoff and eliminate or vastly reduce surface flooding. A decades-long problem, flooding occurs when Chestnut Branch Stream, a body of water running through the center of Glassboro campus, becomes inundated during the storms and overflows. However, Rowan's comprehensive stormwater management and landscape master plan was able to map out a variety of improvements to manage runoff so it drains more efficiently into the ground without overflowing Chestnut Branch Stream. Rowan invested more than $5.5 million over the past three years to beautify the Meditation Walk corridor and manage runoff along it, an investment that, in addition to mitigating flooding, helps to reduce the university's carbon footprint with plants that absorb greenhouse gases. I'm Meg Steckler, and that was your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. I'm Danny Ryan with your news from around the sports world. Starting off in the NFL, Jaguars NFL rookie head coach Urban Meyer addressed the media Thursday morning with the team's first preseason game fastly approaching. When asked about the starting quarterback position, Meyer stated that both Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence would compete for the starting nod. Personally, as a fan of the NFL, I'm taking this comment from Meyer with a grain of salt, as Lawrence is one of the most talented arms we have seen in quite some time coming out of college. In other news from around the league, Colts starting quarterback Carson Wentz and starting guard Quentin Nelson are trending towards returning for the Colts' regular season opener, as their recovery from their respective foot surgeries seem to be going quite well. Even if the Colts' key offensive pieces aren't back for the team's first game, I wouldn't expect them to miss a significant amount of time past that specific game against the Seahawks on the 12th of September. Last but certainly not least, the QB drama in Houston continues as Deshaun Watson was listed as the Texans' fourth-string quarterback ahead of their preseason opener. While this is a smart move to preserve the health of Watson in games that really have no meaning, I can't help but think that the Texans are stalling to convince Watson to stay with the franchise or preserve his trade value before the season starts in early September. Moving on to the MLB. Milwaukee Brewers pitcher Corbin Burns tied the Major League record for consecutive strikeouts on Wednesday night after striking out 10 straight Cubs batters. Burns joins the small club of only two other starting pitchers in the history of Major League Baseball to accomplish this feat, with those pitchers being Tom Seaver, who fanned 10 straight Padres batters 51 years ago back in April of 1970, 
and Phillies starting pitcher Aaron Nola, who recorded 10 straight strikeouts against the New York Mets this season back on June 25th. In other news from around the league, Shohei Otani is still doing Shohei Otani things as he slugged his league-leading 38th home run against the Toronto Blue Jays Wednesday night. This home run ended a 14-game drought for the two-way Japanese star. Not bad for a pitcher, huh? And last but certainly not least, let's take a look at what's happening in the NBA. The Los Angeles Lakers introduced their newly acquired veteran star point guard, Russell Westbrook, Wednesday evening. Westbrook seemed to be in high spirits during his first Lakers press conference as he went on the record to say, Being from L.A., you always wish that you can play for your home team. Westbrook would add to this quote later in the press conference by saying, But that's definitely something that's always kind of circled around in my mind. Maybe one day, but I would always come back and be like, eh, that probably won't happen. In other Lakers news, superstar point guard Damian Lillard subtweeted a fan Thursday afternoon that he would bet a million dollars he will not be a Los Angeles Laker by the time the NBA regular season starts. Perhaps Lillard has another team in mind, or he is content with his situation in Portland, which really seems unlikely. With that being said, this has been all of your news from around the sports world with Danny Ryan, right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Hello, I am Megan Steckler with your Rowan Report Business Update. LGBT Americans are reporting higher rates of economic insecurity than other Americans. A survey released Wednesday by the Census Bureau found that adults who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender experience higher rates of food and economic insecurity. The survey found that over 13% of LGBT adults lived in a household where there was often or sometimes not enough to eat, compared to about 7% of non-LGBT adults. It also found that over 36% of LGBT adults lived in a household that had difficulty paying usual household expenses, compared to about 26% of other adults. A watchdog is dampening hopes of returning American astronauts to the moon by 2024. NASA's Inspector General said this week a lunar landing by that time is not feasible because of delays in putting together spacesuits. The IG's report noted the suits won't be ready for use until April of 2025, despite the space agency's plan to spend over a billion dollars on them. Plus, the report also cited delays in awarding a contract for developing the lunar lander as hurting NASA's 2024 goal. The majority leader of the Senate is confident that Republicans will support a boost in the nation's debt ceiling. I cannot believe the Republicans will let the country default. New York Democrat Chuck Schumer told reporters that raising the debt ceiling has always received bipartisan support, including during the prior Trump administration. Republicans are threatening to withhold support without spending cuts. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer also says he can't believe Republicans would let the U.S. default on its obligations. When Trump was president, I believe the Democrats joined with him to raise it three times. I cannot believe Republicans will let us default. Samsung is introducing a pair of foldable phones called the Galaxy Z Flip 3 and Galaxy Z Fold 3. The good news is that they're not as expensive as previous foldable models, but still cost over a grand. The first commercially sold foldable phone debuted in 2019, but was cost prohibitive at $2,000. Plus, to some consumers, they felt too experimental. But now the software kinks have been solved, the cost point is lower, and companies are finding ways to make phones more resilient and not as fragile. Now it's up to consumers to decide whether folding phones are worth the cost. Biden administration officials are looking to get to the bottom of rising gas prices in the U.S. Mark Mayfield fills us in. 
Speaking at the White House yesterday, Press Secretary Jen Psaki says OPEC is able to take steps to help lower gas prices as well as making the cost fair in the global market. She added the U.S. is ready to go after uncompetitive behavior. She also said the government is on the lookout for price gouging here in the U.S. I'm Mark Mayfield. A new bipartisan bill is seeking to bring more competition to the app store market that is dominated by Apple and Google. The Open App Markets Act would ratify the business model of both companies' app stores and the structure of their mobile operating systems. The bill would allow apps to be sideloaded, meaning they don't need to be downloaded from the official app store. The legislation aims to make app stores from hurting certain developers and allow for third-party app stores. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searle. Jeopardy! is confirming longtime game show producer Mike Richards as the next host of the syndicated game show. Richards has served as executive producer of Jeopardy! since last year, and he has hosted the game show The Pyramid. Former star of The Big Bang Theory, Mayim Bialik will also host a series of ABC primetime specials and a potential spinoff series of the show. Bialik was one of the hosts who took on a two-week stint as guest host. Actor and comedian Jim Belushi and his wife Jennifer Sloan are ending their 23-year marriage. USA Today reports 67-year-old Belushi filed for divorce on Friday in L.A. Sloan is reportedly listed in the court filings as Jennifer Blair Belushi. The couple married in May of 1998 and have two children together. Reports say they filed for divorce in 2018 before deciding to reconcile. Belushi told The Hollywood Reporter last year that Sloan spends much of her time in L.A. running a children's boutique while he runs a marijuana farm in Oregon. Arnold Schwarzenegger has one message for Americans who are against COVID-19 safety measures. Screw your freedom. In a new YouTube video, the former California governor said, With freedom comes obligations and responsibilities. He went on to compare face mask regulations to traffic laws that keep the public safe. Terminator actor went on to remind Americans they are supposed to protect the people around them. Schwarzenegger said he's not trying to villainize anyone, but rather encourage everyone to work together to fight the coronavirus. MTV is revealing this year's Video Music Awards nominations. Justin Bieber leads the nominees with seven, followed closely by Megan Thee Stallion with six. BTS, Billie Eilish, Doja Cat, Drake, Giveon, Lil Nas X, and Olivia Rodrigo all earned five nominations. Voting is now open through September 3rd, and the VMAs will be presented on September 12th in New York City. Maroon 5 is adding COVID-19 safety measures to their ongoing tour. The band took to their social media accounts to announce starting next week, fans must either be fully vaccinated or have a proof of a negative COVID-19 test within 48 hours of the show. The band said the safety of their fans and the show's crew is their top priority. The requirements will go into place starting on the 16th in Dallas, Texas. Batman's longtime sidekick is coming out as bisexual. Entertainment Weekly reports in the latest issue of Batman Urban Legends, Tim Drake, who is Robin in the monthly anthology series, is asked out by his friend Bernard. Drake responds, yeah, yeah, I think I want that. Robin joins other LGBTQ plus superheroes like Batwoman, Iceman, Loki, and Midnighter. Some Batman fans and members of the LGBTQ plus community took to social media and are praising the big reveal. The Broadway hit musical Hamilton is returning to San Francisco for the first time since the pandemic began. This time around, attendees must show proof of full COVID vaccination or a negative COVID test result for entry. The story of America's founding father will run at the Orpheum Theater until September 5th. 
Hamilton received a record-breaking 16 nominations and won 11 awards, including Best Musical. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.